From Washington, this is Martin Weinstein for the Wilkie Compliance Concourse podcast series. For our return listeners, welcome back. For new listeners, we have a really special program for you today. I'm here with my colleagues and some of my closest friends, Bob Meyer and Jeff Clark, and we're going to talk to you about a recent landmark publication that we've collaborated on, Foreign Corrupt Practices Act, Compliance, Investigations, and Enforcement, a landmark treatise, significant not only in substance, but also in appendices that we've been working on for several months. So unlike our traditional format, where it's sort of interview and then back and forth, it's going to be a bit more of a discussion. But first, I want to introduce my colleagues. Bob Meyer is a partner in Wilkie's Compliance, Investigations, and Enforcement Practice Group. He's a former federal prosecutor, began his prosecution career in the U.S. Attorney's Office for the District of Columbia, and rose quickly to the public integrity section of the Department of Justice, where he supervised two highly publicized presidential investigations and participated in a number of high-profile prosecutions of individuals and public officials around the country. Chambers Global and Chambers USA recognizes Bob as a leading practitioner in the FCPA field. Clients say that Bob is a phenomenal FCPA expert, an experienced former prosecutor who knows the law and the practice of FCPA consummately. And I couldn't agree more. Jeff Clark is also a partner in Wilkie's Compliance Investigations and Enforcement Practice Group. Jeff is also a former federal prosecutor. He's the deputy chief of the Special Prosecution Division of the U.S. Attorney's Office in New Jersey, where at that time he oversaw white collar programs. He since then has represented companies and individuals in a wide variety of criminal and civil enforcement matters, many of them FCPA matters. Jeff has long been affiliated with Trace International, not-for-profit association of multinational companies focused on anti-corruption compliance. Jeff has served on their board, and Wilkie has been Trace's only U.S. partner firm for over a decade. Jeff previously chaired the Anti-Corruption Committee of the ABA Section on International Law, He speaks all over the world on compliance and enforcement topics and has also been recognized by Chambers Global and Chambers USA. Clients say that Jeff is an effective communicator and a fantastic lawyer. So today we're going to talk about our latest collaboration, this landmark treatise, Foreign Corrupt Practices Act, Compliance Investigations and Enforcement, which just in the last few weeks has been published digitally by Walters Kluwer, on their Vital Law and Vital Law for Corporate Counsel platform. So let's start off talking about the book. So, Bob, why did you, why did we write this book? What was, what was the reason for it? Why was there demand for a book like this? Yeah, this is the kind of book that every company that does business internationally should read. The Foreign Corrupt Practices Act is a very, very broad statute. In fact, it's better thought of as a business practices or a business ethics statute than it is a bribery statute. And it's relevant for any individual or business that does business internationally. The consequences of a violation, both financial and reputational, could cost a company tens of millions, hundreds of millions, in some recent settlements, even billions of dollars in settlements with U.S. regulatory agencies such as DOJ and the SEC, as well as regulators outside the United States. Indeed, some cases have shown that an FCPA violation can be existential. Uh, You've seen this in some enforcement actions where a company's value was completely wiped out because of an FCPA violation, or a company that was going to be acquired 
had to take a substantial haircut in terms of the acquisition price because of an FCPA violation. So taking steps right now to comply and deal effectively with FCPA issues within any organization doing business internationally is critically important. We didn't think, we're practitioners in the field, and we didn't think there was anything in the marketplace that sufficiently brought together the law and the practical tips on compliance and how to deal with FCPA issues. That's why we wrote the book. We wanted it to be the single go-to resource for both in-house legal and compliance personnel, as well as for outside counsel. Bob, I, th- you know, I think that's exactly right. You know, We looked at what was available to practitioners, and while there are articles and a variety of other things, I don't think there's any place where in one particular source you can get the whole range of compliance tips to enforcement cases to investigative tips all in one place. And now Walters Kluwer digitally has it on their Vital Law and Vital Law for Corporate Counsel platform. And you made the point, I think, Bob, about um, why this collaboration was so important, because in many ways, the FCPA is different than other federal criminal statutes. And Jeff, maybe you can highlight some of those differences, why it's unique. Sure, I'd be happy to. And first, let me just say that a, a substantial undertaking like writing a book like this takes a lot of a lot of people and a lot of help. So let me just give a shout out and a big thank you to a lot of our colleagues at Wilkie who helped us with this. And of course, to you, Martin and Bob as well. As we have done for many, many years together, we managed to take a daunting project and have fun doing it. So thanks for that. In terms of the FCPA, what makes it unique? I think it's really two things. First of all, it's breadth. The anti-bribery provisions really represent an example of the U.S. government putting together maximum jurisdictional reach so that there are things that happen halfway around the world that don't seemingly, at least to a layperson, implicate or touch the United States that come within the scope of the FCPA's anti-bribery provisions. Beyond that, the books and records, the accounting provisions are even broader in the sense that they don't even require proof of bribery. So to Bob's earlier point, the FCPA is more a business practices statute than it is a strict bribery statute. The second unique thing about the FCPA is that unlike most other federal criminal statutes, there's not really a well-developed body of case law that interprets it. So if you want to understand FCPA enforcement, FCPA compliance, it's not as simple as going to Westlaw or Lexis and doing research. Instead, a lot of the law around the FCPA is not judge-made, but more how the Department of Justice and the SEC, who enforce the law, interpret it and how they enforce it, both in the past and currently, because, of course, it's changed over time. In recent years, there has been some guidance from the Department of Justice and the SEC, but even then, there's a lot of ambiguity and there's a lot of room for interpretation. So that makes understanding the boundaries of the FCPA, how to comply with it, or if you have a problem with the regulators, how to deal with that problem, more complicated, less straightforward than in many other areas of the law. So, Jeff, you alluded to the number of people that helped 
us on this collaboration. And I, and I think we're going to talk about some more of them because the book not only deals with U.S. law, but international law. And some of our colleagues who are really top shelf practitioners around the world helped us a great deal. But if I'm a reader that's trying to get my arms around the book and how I should use it and when I should use it, Bob, can you tell us how the book was structured, why it was structured that way? And if I'm a user trying to figure out if this is a good resource for me, how I might go about determining that? Yeah, absolutely. The way we've structured the book, in fact, everything about the book is written and structured to be practical and useful. And we organize the book broadly to approach the subject matter the way one would think about compliance with the FCPA as a practical matter. So we start with a couple chapters on what the statute requires and who could potentially be held liable for a violation. We then continue the book with some chapters on you know, how to go about ensuring compliance uh, within your organization. What follows that is a couple of chapters on what to do if issues arise, how to conduct an internal investigation. And then finally, the book closes with what should I know about dealing with the regulators? What should I know about dealing with DOJ, the SEC, or authorities outside the United States if they become aware of a potential FCPA issue within an organization? So in that regard, we start with chapters on the anti-bribery and accounting provisions of the FCPA. There are also chapters specifically designed to address common, complex circumstances in which FCPA issues arise, such as issues relating to non-U.S. companies or issues in mergers and acquisitions and joint ventures, issues with third parties. There are then chapters on how to conduct an effective and efficient internal investigation and how to defend an FCPA matter before the DOJ and the SEC. And particularly and additionally, with the emergence of international enforcement and international enforcement and coordination becoming so much more significant and important in the FCPA realm, the book has chapters dedicated to the UK Bribery Act, Francis Sapondeux, and Italy's Law 231. And these chapters are written by our expert colleagues, Peter Burrell, Gregoire Bertrand, Bruno Cova, and Francesca Petronio in our London, Paris, and Italian offices, respectively. The book gives amazing coverage and, as I said earlier, is intended to be the one go-to resource for FCPA issues. I think we mentioned it before, Bob and Jeff. You know, a lot of people talk about the FCPA. There's a wide sense of how impactful a violation or an investigation can be. The DOJ has has a unit that deals with this. The SEC has a unit. There's FBI units. U.S. attorneys are involved. But what's particularly unique about this book, about this book as to why somebody who has access to a variety of resources should go to Walters Kluwer, to Vital Law, Vital Law for Corporate Counsel, and sign up to get this book at this time? What's unique about it? Jeff? This is a treatise, so it's going to have thorough discussion of the applicable law with citations to supporting authority for any point you may want to look up. 
But what's really unique is that it's intended to be a practitioner's guide. And to me, what I think is most useful, and particularly for in-house lawyers, is the book comes with about 30 appendices, and they range from everything from forms and checklists to publicly available materials, but all pulled together in one place so that you don't have to go scrounging around for things. And so if you think about you know, what would be useful for an in-house lawyer, we've got a sample anti-corruption policy. We've got due diligence questionnaires. We've got sample representations and warranties for a contract, transactional due diligence checklists, compliance certifications, whether for a third party or an employee, and even some sample training materials. And this is really material that we've developed over many years that has stood the test of time. And, you know, beyond that kind of what I'll call work product, the book appendices include an index of DOJ opinion procedure releases so that if you have a particular topic you're interested in, it's easy to find if DOJ has offered guidance on that topic. It's got a list of which organizations qualify as public international organizations because under the FCPA, their employees will be considered foreign officials or will come uh, within the the bounds of the FCPA, Uh, and other public reference materials. So it's really drafted from the beginning to be practical and useful for practitioners. So Bob, in the past, we wrote a book on the FCPA, but it was hard copy. We've written a number of things in hard copy, but the format for this is entirely digital. That's new for us. I guess we've been spending a little bit of time around law libraries, notice that they're shrinking and that the way information is delivered these days has evolved. We picked a digital format. Can you explain why? Yeah, sure. And as as you mentioned, Martin, we had previously published an FCPA treatise that was in hard copy. But over the past several years in our compliance and enforcement practice here at Wilkie, we've been trying to think of ways to deliver content to our clients in a form and a format that would be most useful to them. We know our clients are extremely busy. They travel a lot, particularly clients who practice in this area and the other areas of international business practices uh, that we're frequently involved in. And they don't want to, and they can't carry around a lot of paper to review on trains and planes. And they don't always have access to a law library, even if it's a shrinking law library, as you described. And that's why a few years ago, we introduced the Wilkie Compliance Concourse. Uh, That's an app that anyone can download to their phone or iPad, and it provides a broad array of compliance resources for important statutes here and abroad, such as sanctions, anti-bribery, and privacy, cybersecurity. Our app provides practical digests of key statutes, latest developments, and even accredited CLEs on compliance topics. Anybody who's listening can download it by simply Googling Wilkie Compliance Concourse. And you can subscribe to our weekly digital compliance newsletter and download the app. So we've learned that clients really value that digital format that's available in the compliance concourse. So consistent with our objective of making important content available to our clients digitally, we decided to publish our treatise digitally. 
That way, it's always available for review. And more important, it's available as a resource for our clients, regardless of where in the world they may happen to be. Bob, I think that's exactly right. You know, we've been trying for many years to try to adjust the way we provide information to clients in a format and in a way, not just the way we want to deliver it ourselves, but the way that clients want to receive it. And we know that people are receiving information in a different way this these days. And we want to be on the vanguard of that to be able to be user-friendly, to have clients have access to the information when they want it, how they want it, where they want it. Now, in keeping with that, one of the big questions is, how are we going to keep this updated? There's changes in guidelines by the Department of Justice. There are new cases coming out. There are a variety of things that are happening that make the book not just a a static treatise, but one that has to be updated, has to be reviewed. Uh, Jeff, how often are we going to update the book? How are we going to do it when somebody signs on for the digital treatise? Um, How can they be sure they're going to get the latest and greatest? Uh, You're exactly right, Martin. This is a dynamic area of the law. Things are constantly evolving and changing. So we will be updating the book on an annual basis. And we know that to be effective, a compliance program has to be not static, but dynamic. And the same is true of this book. So we will incorporate latest guidance from DOJ and the SEC. We'll talk about new risks that may emerge in the marketplace, obviously new cases, new enforcement actions. What we intend is for this book to essentially do the updating for the compliance professional so that the book's readers, those that use the book, are confident that they've got the latest guidance, the latest developments, and that when they go to the book to use it for any compliance issue or an investigation or even an annual update of their policies and procedures, they know that they're getting completely up-to-date information. So now that we've had this uh, analysis of the of the book and, and all the reasons why, if you're listening in on this and you're excited about going to the Walters Kluwer platform to order the book, here's the big question for Bob. How does one go about ordering this to make sure it's on your virtual bookshelf? Well, it's published by, as we said, Walters Kluwer Legal and Regulatory U.S. It's available through Walters Kluwer's Vital Law and Vital Law for Corporate Counsel platforms. But what you can do for access is simply click the link in the podcast summary, and that will take you right to the Walters Kluwer bookstore. You can request a demo of the book, and there you can purchase the book. It'll prompt you for some contact information, and a Walters Kluwer representative will contact you to set up a free demo and help you place your order. And for the Wilkie Compliance Concourse, as I said, just Google Wilkie Compliance Concourse. And you'll be able to download our app and get all of the resource and latest developments content regarding not just FCPA and anti-bribery more broadly, but also, as I said, sanctions, privacy, cybersecurity, and other compliance-related topics. Well, I don't know about you all, but I'm pretty excited about this. I mean, I've, I've got to say, you know, who knows if it'll be on somebody's virtual shelf for the holidays, but uh, uh, this is the book to have. If you're doing any kind of work internationally or you're uh, inside of a company that does international work or you're representing or advising companies that do that, we hope that you'll consider going to Walters Cooler and picking up Foreign Corrupt Practices Act, Compliance Investigations and Enforcement, a landmark treatise 
on the FCPA, authored by myself and my great colleagues and friends, Bob Meyer, Jeff Clark, with the help of our Wilkie colleagues, not only in Washington, but around the world. And from Washington, this is Martin Weinstein for the Wilkie Compliance Concourse podcast series. We'll be speaking to you soon again, but for now, goodbye. Goodbye.